0: In this episode, A Kaleidoscope of Possibility, we are going to dive into the astrology of the Leo New Moon, the Mars Uranus North Node Conjunction, and talk about August early astrology, particularly as Mercury shifts into Virgo. We approach the Lion's Gate portal, which is a magnetic portal of potential, of prosperity, and we're waxing towards this Aquarius super full moon. Let's dive in. Welcome to Stars, Stones, and Stories. I am your host, Rama, and together we are weaving ancient future wisdom as we birth the new earth. If you're into astrology, cosmology, living mythology, earth-based spirituality, and ancestral healing, you are home. If you've stumbled upon this podcast and are new to these topics, this is Sovereign Sanctuary to expand and deepen your wisdom. As a cosmic priestess, I witness many at the threshold of great transformation. I specialize in astrological divination, sacred sight activations, and priestess arts for the Aquarian Age. You may learn more about my work and budding mystery school at earthseedtemplearts.com or follow earthseedtemplearts on Instagram. This community is your opportunity to claim your story, your unique identity and power, knowing that you are the hero of your own journey. You are a hologram for the collective and you matter. The world needs your gifts and creativity now, more than ever. Crystallize your medicine. Oh great ancient ones, great ancestors, we call to you. May you hear the voices of your descendants traversing through time and space. We humbly ask for your support, your wise medicine ways, and your genius solutions in these times. Dear ancestors, we wish to partner with you, for we know we cannot do this alone. As we traverse the mystery, we ask that you, our starry ancestors, are with us each breath of the way. May we have clarity of mind and crystalline vision to see through the dark. May we walk our paths of high holy truth, as that is what is needed now more than ever. And so it is. Welcome back to another episode of Stars stones and stories. I am so grateful to be circling back up with you all. I know it's been quite some time. It's been many weeks since I sat down to record at the feet of my ancestral altar. And if you're an avid listener, then you know I've been on pilgrimage. If you're new to the show, welcome. I'm really excited about this astrology for August and have so much to share with you in this episode and there's so many stories I could reflect upon from my pilgrimage in Egypt and England and Wales and I know that will be distilled in due time and I just want to say thank you for circling back up around And please spread the word on this podcast, Starstones and Stories. Whenever I'm traveling and away, things tend to get a little quiet. And I'm working on keeping that consistency going as for so long I've been a one-woman show. And it's been really hard to keep up with everything and raise a child and complete graduate school and live life in all the ways that I know we're all being pressurized in these times, myself very much included. And so I just want to say, you know, thank you for your consistency and coming back around even when things get quiet on this end and know that, um, I'm here with you even through the ethers. So many of you I have direct relationships with and some of you I don't know but you write to me and I always love hearing from you and I just want to say a number of you sent in prayers that I was to offer to the land at different sites and I want you to know all of those prayers were offered in a good way, in a really potent portal, particularly quite a number of on a sunrise at the Glastonbury tour as the sun was conjunct Sirius. And uh, Sirius has such a special connection to this time of year, which I'll be sharing about in this podcast. And I personally have such a deep connection to Sirius, which the Egyptians call Sabtet and the Greeks called Sothis. And Sirius Sabtat is known to be the home for the great goddess, great mother Isis, goddess of 10,000 names, the great holy mother, the creative womb, the goddess of magic, the queen of heaven, the queen of the stars, and so many other things as she is that goddess of 10,000 names. So we are in a special time of year where we have this connection to the Great Mother as we're in this Leo season, and then we shift into Virgo season, which I always see on an etheric level as a time to connect in with that Celestial Mother. So this is a powerful time of prosperity, that we're moving into. And I want to urge you that it's a very important time to utilize this energy consciously. We are now in the second chapter of 2022. And as I have been sharing all year long, this is the year of the lovers. When we break down the number Two zero two two, we get a six, and in the tarot, that is the card of the lovers, which is the sign of Gemini. And I believe Gemini is such a highly misunderstood sign. I myself am a very late degree Gemini, sun on the cusp of the summer solstice, and uh, was so blessed this year to welcome in my forty-second solar return in Egypt, in Kemet, a land that I love dearly, and to really initiate a potent year with my Uranus opposition approaching, it was so phenomenal to be on that land and to really align my bones and my blood and my DNA and my marrow with the land as I brought in the solar return. And this is something that you can choose to work with, with your own birthdays, particular power birthdays, so to speak. It can be good to be very conscious about where you bring them in. And as I was saying, we've been in this year of Kamos, the lovers, the lovers, duality, polarity. It is a call for each one of us to really anchor in our divine feminine consciousness and our divine masculine consciousness. Each being, regardless of gender, carries these two streams of consciousness. It is yin, it is yang, it is light, it is dark, it is deep, it is wide. It is so necessary in these times that we're really working with holding this polarity from within because that creates a divine unification. And as we're in our divine unification, we have that strength to move forward with courage. And that is what this Leo season is all about. And this Mars-Uranus-North Node conjunction, particularly that has this emphasis of warm, whole potential. It is like an eclipse without the eclipse. So we're going to explore this in this episode deeper. And I invite you to really stay with me throughout the whole journey because there's a lot that wants to come through. I just want to say it was really hard to get back to the U.S. in Appalachia mid-July with that Capricorn full moon and uh, not be able to record for you all. That was my intention. It was my plan. However, I really got taken deep, deep down within. I lost my voice. It's still coming back. You can probably hear that. Uh, I just basically had to surrender and do a lot of deep integration work. And so I want to explain that's why this episode 56 is coming two, two weeks later than it was originally due And this is just a reminder, you know, we're all human here on Earth, and there are times where we have to bow out and go deep within, and I think that it's important to listen to that, especially any of us who are in some field of leadership, which if you've been following these many, many episodes, you know that one of the things I really urge each one of us to do in this Aquarian age is to step into our leadership more and more. And sometimes being in our leadership means knowing when to bow out, when to go quiet, when to go within, because it is necessary. We cannot always be producing, producing, producing. And that time for great reflection that yin feminine deep rest is very very essential for good medicine to be created to be woven the capricorn full moon that we experienced mid july had such a depth to it as it was just 2 days after the second pass of the united states pluto return we'll have that third and final pass at the end of December of 2022, which is going to really, uh, on some level, kind of like seal the deal. So it's um, important for all of us around the world, but especially those who live in the U.S. or who were born in the U.S., really notice those degrees of the Pluto return and what part of your chart has been triggered or challenged through it. And how are you showing up for that Deep ancestral karmic work because I really believe for all of us there is that theme as it is Pluto and Capricorn. And with that full moon. There was also a nod, an energetic nod to the Saturn-Pluto conjunction that occurred in January of 2020. And this is something that I wrote about in my dissertation for my Master of Arts that I just received through the Sophia Center of University of Wales, Trinity St. Davis. And I got to um, travel to Wales in July. My daughter came along with me I drove a camper van all across England and, well, parts of England and parts of Wales, and it was so beautiful and profound to uh, push myself in that way. I've not rented a camper van anywhere anywhere in the world before, and then to drive on the other side of the road on a with a six-speed and drive through those narrow, windy roads where people are averaging like 55 miles per hour. It was definitely an adventure, especially coming right off the heels of three weeks in Egypt on a powerful pilgrimage. So I'm really grateful for these experiences and the ability to travel. It's such good medicine for the soul. And to go to the land of Wales was just like literally like riding the dragon's back. And uh, if you're not familiar with the Welsh flag, take a look at it. There is a dragon on it. And it's just like as soon as we pulled off the motorway, um, And got on those smaller roads, I mean, it's just like the dragon energy is so fiercely strong there. And I think it's pretty strong through the British Isles in general. But there's something particular that I have found about Wales and Scotland. And I've traveled through all of the British Isles and um, a large chunk of my ancestry is connected to these lands, all of them. And it was really, really palpable driving through Wales. There was just such an electricity. And so I look forward to future time there and pilgrimages, I think will definitely be in the works. So stay tuned if that's something that you're called to explore. Um, so this Saturn-Pluto conjunction of 2020, you've heard me speak about it throughout the episodes of Star, Stones and Stories, and it has been such a phenomenal shift culturally. It is very much a cultural renaissance that we're going through that, that got fully opened up when Jupiter and Saturn met up at the first degree of Aquarius on the winter solstice of 2020. So we know that 2020 was such a, um a life-changing year for all of us and of course we can see that through the global pandemic but there's so many layers to that there's so many pieces that can be broken down and I'm not going to break that down at this time I just want to let you know if you haven't considered this that that Capricorn full moon we experienced in mid-July of this year 2022 was an energetic nod almost like also a wormhole back to the the Saturn Pluto conjunction and Saturn is a planet of limitation and Pluto is a planet of deep transformation and psychological death that ultimately culminates with a great rebirth. However, there's a lot that gets kind of well, literally stripped away when we have a Pluto transit. And Saturn being that planet of limitation can be authority and structure and government and organizations and uh, parents and church and state and our own kind of inner authority, everything tightening down on us. So we've been through many um, tight, deep spaces where I believe each one of us has been so deeply stretched and where so much has been sacrificed, shed, dissolved, let go of. And so July's full moon was illuminating what we've been working through and on these past two and a half years at the very least. And letting us know on some level how far we've come and that it's important to carve space out for the personal reflection and healing. And so I know many of us in the month of July, particularly the latter half of July, have been very kind of inward, insular, quiet. And I believe that's really good, especially with what is coming in this last week of July and the month of August. So we have opened up uh, with the Leo New Moon last Friday. I'm recording this, by the way, on Venus Day, July 29th. And last Friday was Mary Magdalene's feast day. I was so hoping I could pull myself together and record a special episode in honor of Mary Magdalene's feast day and share it with you all and I was just told nope you are meant to take care of yourself and this is the greatest gift you can honor for this feast day because this is actually the medicine of the Magdalene is listening to what you need first and Mary Magdalene and her path and her journey with Yeshua are very important symbols for these times and we can see so many people are very much interested in the Christ Magdalene consciousness and I think it's beautiful and I also want to name that there's a lot of a lot of distortion energy around Mary Magdalene around Yeshua And I'm by no means saying that I am an authority and that I know more or understand more. What I can say is that I have led a Magdalene pilgrimage to the south of France, and it was such a beautiful, luxurious pilgrimage, such amazing food. And we were so held. And it was also really challenging for me as the facilitator because there was a lot of grief that came up. And unfortunately, because I was seen as holding the anchor, um, a lot of people projected so much onto me in that pilgrimage like, more, I would say, than any other pilgrimage I've led besides one other to Egypt, which was in the midst of a really kind of one of the most intense eclipses of our lives. So that was kind of, in hindsight, a no-brainer that that was going to happen. But I was shocked by this Magdalene pilgrimage and and how much was projected onto me. And I heard heard Mary Magdalene speaking to me psychically, particularly when we were at a space which is a hidden cave of hers, near Rennes-le-Château. And I heard her holding me energetically and just comforting me and saying, "Yes, this is this is part of the medicine, this is part of the path." And when we think about her story and how much she sacrificed and went through, for her love for humanity and her love for Yeshua. I mean, it is like some of the greatest gift that one could give. And if you know the story of Isis and Osiris, it is very much a mirror into that story as Mary Magdalene was a priestess of Isis, Iset, Auset. And all of this these streams of consciousness are very significant for this astrology. And you can go back and listen to some of my previous episodes. We are the Magdalens, uh, the Lion's Gate from 2020. And I speak about these themes in there. I also have a Hairos masterclass that I taught last year around this time, where we went deep into these teachings as well. So, I want to be clear. I'm not saying that one must suffer in these times. However, these codes of the Magdalene do teach that when one is fully in a state of leadership and in deep compassion for humanity, there are going to be challenges and obstacles that must be faced and overcome that come from within and that come from without. And I think it's important as we consider Neptune and Pisces, which Neptune has been in Pisces since 2012. And that shift into Pisces has been very watery, very expansive. Many people collectively are becoming interested in the kind of the metaphysical realms i don't want to use the word new age because new age doesn't really encompass what is real and true what is new age ultimately is rooted in ancient indigenous wisdom however these these metaphysical realms where we connect to light and color and sound and astrology and tarot and the world and the language of symbols, which is really the language of the other world, the unseen realm, and our ability to connect to the unseen realm. And so, Neptune and Pisces has opened a gateway for that experience personally and collectively on a deeper level. And it has also opened a gateway where there's a higher probability of people checking out, whether it's through substance abuse, which could be, I mean, here in the U.S., it's alcohol is widely accepted. It's widely accepted to be pretty intoxicated. Tobacco, when it is misused, absolutely can fall under the category of substance abuse. Marijuana is a sacred holy plant, However, she's a very strong plant medicine and can very easily override someone's consciousness. Ayahuasca has been highly abused in many spiritual realms. And yes, she's sacred plant medicine, and there's so many other sacred plant medicines, and so many of them have been highly abused, particularly in these spiritual realms but then also there's the ways that people check out by not wanting to deal with their anger or their grief. And so they project it on others, they ignore it, or they see other people and they just kind of project all, their, um, all the things that they don't want to deal with on that person. As we are journeying through Neptune and Pisces, and this is definitely a strong Neptunian year because we had the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction around 25 degrees Pisces, and as I'm recording this, we have already had Jupiter going retrograde just a few, about four or five hours after the Leo new moon, which was yesterday, and we're about to dive into that astrology very specifically. But I just want to speak to some of these larger themes is that as Jupiter is going retrograde and will be going back into the late degrees of Pisces, it is going to reawaken that Jupiter-Neptune conjunction, which on a high holy stream has so much potential for our visioning, our imagination, our ability to manifest some of our wildest dreams and on a lower vibration there can be a lot of distortions a lot of checking out abuses of power um, an unwillingness to really deal with your own shit <laughs> pardon my language but just really like deal with it you know face it and clean it up So one of the most potent things we can do in these times is face ourselves in the mirror and really go within and do that deep inner work. And as each one of us, as you do that deep inner work, it has a profound amplification that ripples out to all of humanity. This is like the basis of really every episode I deliver here with Star Stones and Stories. You are a hologram for the collective what you do behind closed doors matters now more than ever before so we have this leo new moon we've just welcomed in it was exact on Thursday July 28th at 1:54 p.m. that's eastern daylight time and we know leo as the lion the king the queen The performer, the radiant one, the shining one, someone who is so deeply passionate that is expressing that fire, that creativity, the connection to the spirit realm, the vitality, one who is inspired, who has this need to really express themselves. To appreciate others and most importantly, to be appreciated by others. Leos love to be loved and they need to be loved, and they are deeply loving people. They are very heart centered, very creative, can be very confident and generous and fun loving and noble and affectionate. However, that shadow energy, they can be very narcissistic, they can be the eternal child, not willing to clean up their side of the street. They can be vain. They can need too much attention. They can be overly dramatic. They can be snobby. They can be stuck. They can be overly rigid and just have a refusal to listen to others, to follow others. This can come across as extremely arrogant and I've also met Leos who are so suppressed in their and radiance that they're highly, highly, highly shy, they're very introverted, they're w- very withdrawn, and so that can also be part of the cosmology of someone who is not in their active phase of the and energy out of the zodiac, Leo is one of the signs that really has this true potential to be a teacher if they are willing to develop their leadership skills because they are the king, they are the queen, they are someone who is just in their strong radiance and their vitality. And this is a sign that is ruled by the sun. It radiates willpower As a fixed sign, it can be very opinionated, persevering and stubborn. And this new moon came in at six degrees Leo. So to be exact, it is five degrees 38 arc minutes. And it is conjunct Ceres at 2 degrees 14 arc minutes, and then by sign conjunct Mercury and Leo, which is at 18 degrees 21 arc minutes. Now, Ceres is how we nurture and nourish ourselves and others. And so there's a call with this new moon to really nurture and nourish ourselves by being our full selves, by putting ourselves out there, by being confident, by being radiant, by loving ourselves, by liking ourselves, by doing the things that we know are going to elevate us, because if we don't do them, who will? So that's a huge part of this Leo new moon as we are preparing for the lion's gate. And on Mary Magdalene's feast day this year, July 22nd, the sun went into Leo. And so with this Leo new moon, Leo season is fully in effect and this is a powerful Leo season. As this new moon occurred, Mercury and Uranus are in an exact square. And so There's also, when it comes to how we express ourselves, how we share information, how we listen to others, there can be a potential for explosion of communication, of misunderstanding, of rash speech, of arrogant speech. There can also be a potential for to hear one another in ways that have never been possible. There can be a liberation around our communication. And so it's just something that we want to note and be aware of, to be cautious of as you move through this Leo season. How you use your voice and your communication, particularly over the next week and a half, is very, very important as. Mercury is in that square with the Mars-Uranus-North Node conjunction. And so there are also truths that wish to be unearthed, unveiled, where there has been deception, where there has been information that has been hidden, there are things that wish to come to light. And when this new moon occurred, there was also a trine between Jupiter in Aries and the new moon and so we know jupiter as being our connection to our expansion and our wisdom and spiritual knowledge and how we're growing and evolving and our prosperity so this new moon wishes to work for us to bring in a lot of beauty and prosperity it wishes to take action it wishes to move energy forward And as I'm recording this, Jupiter has already stationed retrograde. It's stationed retrograde at 8 degrees, 43 arc minutes, yesterday on the 28th of July. That is Thursday, which is Jupiter Day. And Jupiter will be retrograde all the way up until the 23rd of November, where it will go direct at 28 degrees, 48 arc minutes, Pisces, and then it will clear its shadow mid-February. So there is this call to revisit where we were, what we were working with, with the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction that we experienced in the spring of this year. And Jupiter is helping us with this new moon to apply action forward. This is a solar ruled moon, because the sun rules the sign of Leo. And it is our central star in which everything rotates. It is our axis mundi. It is the creator. And a lot of people, astrologers, astronomers talk about how stars are actually suns and suns are actually stars. And our sun, our solar self, represents the seat of who we are, our psychological and spiritual center, our inner divinity, our inner, our energetic essence in this lifetime. It's interesting because, as I mentioned at the beginning of this transmission, that there are a lot of high Syrian... Frequencies coming in and have been for the entire month of July when we had the sun conjunct the star Sirius. And it was a powerful time for me when that was happening as I was in Avalon and I went to a sacred stone circle outside of Avalon and then made my way to Wales and to be on those dragon lines. As the sun was conjunct Sirius, having just come from Egypt, was very magnetic. There was a lot of energy that I was definitely moving through my body and feeling and experiencing. And this is available for all of us, especially as we move into the Lion's Gate portal. It's an important time to, like, literally meditate with the sun, to swallow the sun, to get outside to allow the sun's rays to penetrate your skin. Now, I'm not saying be out in the sun for five hours every day, but definitely spending some time and really feeling the beauty and the light of the sun and soaking that in through every cell of your body. Our sun is ultimately our ally and our friend and so much comes through the sun, light codes. This is not... Woo-woo weirdness, this is real science. This is physics. This is ancient indigenous wisdom. It is through the sun's rays that codes of information are carried, upgrades are carried, and we can only receive them by allowing the sun to kiss our skin. And this Leo New Moon wants you to commune with the sun more than you usually do And with this new moon, Venus and Black Moon Lilith were also both conjunct the star of Sirius. And we know Venus as what we love and what we value, our relationships, our money. Black Moon Lilith is the shadow of the feminine, highly, highly misunderstood as we are willing to take ourselves out of that victim consciousness and really see how life is working for us all of the time, through us, for us, and that even the deepest, darkest challenges are ultimately keys to our own personal liberation, and we really drop that victim mentality, Black Moon Lilith comes into our lives as a force of magnetic power that gives us so much vitality and so much ability to really move forward in the world. So we have Venus and Black Moon Lilith with this Leo New Moon. They are conjunct the star of Sirius. Black Moon Lilith was at 13 degrees 34 arc minutes cancer. Venus at 12 degrees 55 arcminutes Cancer. And they are both calling to us to remember the great Mother frequency, the Ma frequency, to be at the altar of the Great Mother, which was what we discussed, what we opened up in episode 55 of Stars, Stones, and Stories. And as we have this Mercury squaring Uranus, again, I just want to emphasize it is a time to listen deeply. Our greatest need is to listen to our hearts. Our hearts hold our divine blueprint and are designed to guide us through these times. In Taoist philosophy, the heart is the time travel device. It is the one organ of our physical bodies that literally travels through time and space. And we can strengthen this connection through meditation by grounding into the earth each and every day and grounding into your radiant heart space you have the ability to learn more and more how to trust your body and how to listen deeply. As I've mentioned, as we are now in the second half of 2022, it is like opening a whole other book. The astrology is going to get pretty wild in the late fall And I urge you again to utilize this month of August to work for you and through you so that you have the stamina to really keep up through the purging of the eclipses of the fall of 2022. And we're going to have so many retrograde planets that there's going to be a lot of like rehashing and reorganizing and restructuring, a lot of dissolving and letting go. And so this is our time to become really steady, to become very clear, to become very confident, to lock into your radiance, your truth, your authenticity, and your sovereignty so that As you get up on that surfboard to ride the waves of the fall, you are good. You are golden and you are connected to that high holy solar force that is ultimately receiving these streams of wisdom from Sirius. As the sixth degree of Leo aligned with this new moon, the Sabian symbol is a conservative old-fashioned lady is confronted by a hippie girl. This is about the need to transcend our subservience to fashion and morals as well as in clothes. And so this refers to how the social world is always shifting. The values of the social world is always shifting. And how is it that you relate to the shifts of the times? How do you continue to come back to yourself to know who am I? what do I value, what do I want in the world, and then create from that space despite whatever perceived chaos is happening in the world at large. And that is very, very important because as we go deeper into this Aquarian age and in the beginning of 2023 and March of 2023, we have massively important cultural shifts as Saturn moves in to Pisces and Pluto moves into Aquarius, this is really going to be the dawn of a new age of consciousness, and we're going to see the splitting occur more and more between the two Earths, or we could say the multiple Earth lines that are happening, the multiple timelines that are happening. And to be clear. What your job is, is to know what your values are and just continue to hold those, to give gratitude, to seed those on the daily. And that will keep you on the timeline, the highest timeline that you wish to live on in this incarnation. So there is an affirmation of really claiming your self-awareness, your status, and your self-esteem with this Leo New Moon. I am fully self-aware. My status and self-esteem are high. They are vibrant. They are filled with vitality. This is a time to shine bright, to be courageous, to be the queen, to be the king of your destiny, to call forth the destiny that most excites you and to know that you have the ability to realize this into creation. This is a time as... The sun has its greatest influence, which is our source of power, our soul's illumination. You can look into whatever house Leo is in in your chart where your sun is ruled, and you can learn how to work with this energy so that you feel more vitality, life, and joy. And if you need help with this, I am here. You can book a session with me, a one on one private divination session, and we can go deep into this astrology of August and how you can make it work for you. This new moon is like a renewal of vows. You are tuning into your unique soul purpose. It is an opportunity to be passion driven, to be your own beloved. And so I ask you, with whom, where, and what are you placing your attention towards? your sacred energy that allows you to manifest your life. What will support you at this time in your soul's journey? Where are the spaces and places that need your attention so that you may do that deep inner work? And if you wish to craft new moon intentions, which I hope you're doing, this is such an important new moon to work with, please, please, please consider writing two to 10. I am easily and effortlessly finding myself and you can work with the themes of love and romance, your personal heart connection in all of your relations, your creativity, your enthusiasm, your artistic expression, your generosity, your joy, your loyalty and kindness, your ability to celebrate, to have fun, to take risks for excitement, for new adventures, your dignity, your ability to be in your self-confidence, your radiance, and also to receive recognition, your determination, your follow-through, your stamina, how you keep up and how you are a leader. And in the physical body, Leo loves to work with the heart space, the back, the spine, and any inflammation in the body. And so I ask you, What will it take for you to go all in? I wish for you to know that I offer these in-depth podcasts as a form of service, of seva, so that my offerings are available to people all over the world, despite whatever kind of economic status you know, they're going through in that in that phase of their life or whatever, you know, whatever it is, I want to make sure that I have offerings that are accessible and that everyone can appreciate and can receive from. And so in addition to these podcasts, I have my weekly Venetian love notes, Venusian love notes, which I would love for you to make sure you're receiving them, so you may go to the show notes and find a space to sign up if you're not already receiving those. This podcast has had over 25,000 downloads and nearly 16,000 unique listeners in 85 countries across Mother Earth, Terra Gaia, and I'm so humbled by that. And I know it sounds like a lot of listeners and it is. And also I can see in the the numbers that when I travel, everything kind of drops off. And so I would love for you to just take a moment, share this episode with a few different friends. If you listen on iTunes, leave a review. It helps so much. If you don't listen on iTunes and you want to offer a testimonial, please email me, support at earthseedtemplearts.com. I'd love to have that testimonial from you. Again, your words, your reflection mean everything. And I read all of the reviews. I read all of the testimonials. My goal, my vision is to double my listenership within the next year. And so the more that you share the podcast with people who you think would benefit, the more that this can grow. Uh, I have a couple of upcoming events that you are invited to. One is an 8-8 Lions Gate prosperity portal that will be on august 8th at 8 p.m eastern daylight time it is a live global teaching it will be virtual and so everyone is welcome and it will be recorded if you're not able to attend live so if you feel like you know time is an obstacle i'll be able to send out the recording for you i highly encourage everyone to join in on this event, it will be a blend of astrology, cosmology, mythology around the Lion's Gate portal. We'll go deeper into the teachings of Sirius and Great Mother Isis and, and how you can be supported in this time to amplify your prosperity. I know many people are feeling a lot of fear right now on the planet around finances and what is happening with our economies all over the world i know many people are feeling that tightening of their purse strings so to speak as prices are rising as inflation is incur- occurring everywhere i see it everywhere because i do travel and i have traveled regularly for many many years and so i can see the effects of it and i want to say you know we ha- we always have a choice We can either collapse or we can expand. And collapse is just a variation of fear. Fear is when we fuck everything and run. We hide. We can expand. That is by coming from our hearts, by coming from our truth, and by knowing that ultimately we are infinite beings. We are connected to God, goddess, source, divine consciousness, and that we will always be backed. And as we can step into that stream of prosperity, you have the ability to call forth more money, more abundance in your life. So we're going to use this Lionsgate portal, this 8-8 portal, to amplify your connection to your prosperity. And I want to be clear, I love to say this, prosperity is not just about money in the bank. Prosperity is the ability, the ability to enjoy your life, to enjoy the riches, the abundance you already have all around you. There are people in the world who are extremely, extremely wealthy in the top 1% and are completely miserable in their lives because they don't know how to enjoy anything that comes their way. And there are people who would be considered to be in the greatest poverty on the planet. And they are actually some of the most prosperous beings because they have a deep communion with the other world and with source consciousness and the elements, and they know how to live and not only live, but how to thrive on the earth. And so prosperity is a state of consciousness, and we're gonna work with that state of consciousness. And as you deepen into it, you connect more into your abundance. If you're interested in joining in this teaching, and I hope that you are, I really hope you'll come circle up with us. The more that join, the greater the energy that has occurred. And we will do some deep meditation together that you can carry with you throughout the month of August to support you. You may sign up. In the show notes, um, there's a link in the bio. You can also go to my website, earthseedtemplearts.com, and you can scroll down on that front page where the events are, and you can sign up there. Also, please stay tuned that in late August, I will be launching my foundational astrology course. There's more to come about that, and I'm building the curriculum now, and I'm building the dates Things have been a little bit more slow moving than I liked because of my travels and then just coming home and really needing to tend to the personal for a couple of weeks. However, know that uh, we will be launching late August. And so please make sure you're receiving the Venetian love notes so that you are able to be on the pulse of that date. I just want to say understanding astrology is so important for the Aquarian age. It is like the language of the Aquarian age. It is a universal language. It will benefit you. And we're going to start in this foundational course, very basic, which is so key to get the basics fully mastered. And then from there, we're going to build into so many outstanding areas that I am just so excited about. I love geeking out with astrology. And I also really believe in gathering the basics in a really... Um, mature way, um, a way that is filled with mastery is so necessary with understanding astrology. I know a lot of people out there are teaching astrology these days, and I think they start out really complex with people, and I don't think that serves anyone. Astrology is a vast, vast language. I've been studying it for nearly 30 years, and I still consider myself very much a novice. And I think it's important to always come to it with a beginner's mind. When people get arrogant and when they think that they know everything with astrology, that's when their astrology actually gets really dry and brittle. So I want to help you understand how to stay really fluid like bamboo with your practice of astrology. And I just want to say one more thing because I love astrology so much. I My vision is that so many people from this podcast take this course, and we can really build a thriving community here through this podcast, through the Mighty Network, Star Stones and Stories community. i I'm really going to work this fall to make that more of like a pulsating live community. And as you take the foundational course, it gives you the ability to have a language that we're all speaking, a cross-pollination of ideas, and then it also allows me to go even deeper in these podcasts so that we're all expanding together. We're all evolving together. Now, if you live in Appalachia in late August, stay tuned, I will have a six-week Series of yoga, meditation, and sound healing that will be starting up on Mondays, Moondays. And then finally, on the 26th of August, is the Virgo Dark Moon Women's Wisdom Council, and that will be live in Appalachia. You can sign up for that on my website, earthseedtemplearts.com, and also in the show notes. Finally, as you can hear that. These podcasts are my devotional offering and at this time, and I, I don't foresee it shifting in the future. It is just me in the sense that there are no ads. I do not make any revenue from these podcasts and from my own business expenses. It is a minimum of about Uh, $75 a month just to keep up with the software that runs this podcast. And then it's my time in preparing the podcast episodes and recording. And so there's so much that goes into it. And if you are benefiting and you feel like being a part of this mutual reciprocity, feel free to step over to my Patreon page and sign up there and support this work, patreon.com backslash Ramatribe. And you can also send love offerings through Venmo at Tribe. You can also book a session, a one-on-one session with me. I would love to have the opportunity to sit with your natal chart, or we can also look at other charts. We can see how the transits are affecting you, what your progress chart is up to. There's so much to discover with astrology, and it's quite vast. And it is a language that really makes sense for what we're going through. Um, It's deep my sessions are very psychological. They're very process-based. They're they're great for people who are in process in their life and and want to experience a way to understand that. Late July and the beginning of August, we are working with this Mars-Uranus-North Node conjunction. And this is very intense potentially very liberating astrology. It is also wormhole astrology. It is like an eclipse without an eclipse. So there is this ability to really bend time, bend space, to leap timelines, to jump timelines, to shift your life in dramatic ways, in ways that your soul, we could say, is yearning for and perhaps your earthly self has been really afraid to take that action but you know it is what you're being called to do now is the time to do it so as we consider mars mars is the planet of action of force of will of our vitality it is very much associated with aggression with war with sexuality Mars is passion, and it is also very much connected with that divine masculine frequency. And then we have Uranus. Uranus is the liberator. It is the maverick. It is genius. It can happen like lightning. It is sudden. It is fast. It is impact. It can be accident prone. Things really shift quite fast. It is a higher octave of Mercury. So Uranus wishes to communicate new thought paradigms, genius potential. And then as we consider the North Node, that is the dragon's head. It is that which connects us with our dharma, our destiny, our highest call in this world, what we're being urge to step into where we learn to fly by falling, whether it is in our personal lives or collective lives. And so Mars, Uranus and the North Node are all coming to meet up in Taurus and they are aligning at the same degree. So the Uranus and North Node mean conjunction occurred on July 26th and mean is like an average. The North Node's the nodes in general, because the north and south node are always connected. And they they are quite often retrograde, but there are moments, very brief moments, where they move direct and then they go retrograde again. And so some astrologers work with the true nodes and a lot of astrologers work with the mean nodes. When I'm looking at someone's natal chart, I'm always looking at the mean node um, and in transits as well. However, there are times where it can be called to also consider that true node. And so the Uranus north node true node conjunction is on the 31st of July, and that is at 3.05 p.m. at 18 degrees, 42 arc minutes. And then on the 1st of August, we have the Mars Uranus conjunction at 7:53 p.m. So they're all kind of overlapping, and we've been feeling this build of Mars Uranus for over a week now. And what wants to happen through this is there there wishes to be some form of radical action of a divine intervention so to speak as shifting of timelines and this is very important astrology this is where if we're feeling a call to make a change in our lives even if it feels completely risky or it it like conjures up a lot of fear for you where you're wondering about your resources and how you're going to do it the important question to ask yourself is, what do I value? And is this shift, is this radical change in alignment with my values? And that is going to be the barometer of how to take action and how to move forward. Now with this astrology, we can see in the collective, we can see aggression, We can see outbursts, we can see explosions, we can see lightning, we can see a lot of turmoil. We can also, some of us will experience this personally. However, I wanna say ultimately, this is coming through for our greatest potential and our greatest change. And there are places in the collective where we need to see that radical change and the energy has just been so stubborn and so dug in And so the Mars-Uranus-North Node conjunction will come in to shake it up and to make it radical. I want to remind you all uh, pieces that I stand for and that I speak through this stars, stones, and stories community. And that is first and foremost, you are a hologram for the collective. What you do in your personal life matters now more than ever before. The entrepreneurial spirit is becoming alive and is deepening in the Aquarian age. We need the technology for the work we are doing in the world, and we must also simultaneously honor our ancestral roots, honor our indigenous wisdom, and honor the earth. And that is part of this Uranus and Taurus transit that is so important, And so there is a coming home to the earth that is necessary. There is a coming home to the seat of the self, the balance of the divine feminine and the divine masculine, the omega and the alpha, the sitting in the throne of your true sovereign consciousness. As we consider great mother Isis, the sovereignty with the throne on her head, literally the throne on her head. She is the dwelling space of sovereignty. And, We can look at pyramid consciousness, the great pyramid itself, as the holy of the holies within the brain. Please know that the multiverse is speaking through you. What we want to see in the world we must create from within as we are one with nature. Again, you are a hologram for the collective. As you consider museums and libraries and perhaps even Akashic records, universal visions and universal symbols, mythological motifs, You are the genius that is dreaming the future. As you sink deeper into your high holy heart and your great compassion, you link into unity consciousness in the holy hologram, in this master frequency that is here all around us. If you listen deeply, you will hear it. You will hear it in your inner ear pulsating. Now is the time to access your star alliances through your star families, to go the distance, to allow the feminine Great Mother Womb, that sovereign starlight consciousness of Great Mother Isis, of the multiverse, to pulsate through you, to connect to the cosmos, to be a galaxy within the galaxies, to receive the multidimensional attunements that are coming through these times. Many speak of a 144,000 covenants, light keepers, the way showers, that there is a multidimensional awakening that is happening not just here on earth on Teragaya, but through the entire cosmos simultaneously, connected back to a genesis formula. The earth's akasha, Teragaya, the DNA of the cosmos, the holographic patterns, Teragaya, mother earth. Call upon the seven layers of the cosmic egg and creation, where each has seven universes, totaling 49 multiverses within the cosmic egg. Within each universe is a Terra Gaia. Quantum expansion is here for us now. Step into the power of this now. As we arrive at the 4th of August, Mercury enters his home sign of Virgo, his other home sign, Gemini being the original home sign, we could say. This happens at 2.58 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. This movement of Mercury into Virgo uh, allows uh, space for a lot of weaving of magic and learning and communication, and how we share information, there is a magical distribution to this energy all month long in August. And the following day in the morning at 7.06 a.m. on the 5th of August, we arrive at the first quarter moon in Scorpio, And the first quarter moon is quite often a stressful time as the intentions we've seeded, we're beginning to see where the obstacles really lie. And a Scorpio moon is also intense in and of itself. So we can expect there to be like a palpable kind of tension in the air as we come to that Venus day. It's an opportunity to see where the edges are, to grow, to stretch ourselves. And this is very important to hold the positive thought as much as you can throughout this time and space in the month of August as we're building, as we get to the Lion's Gate on the 8th of August. And again, I invite you to join in this special event I'm offering, the live global teaching. You can sign up at my website, earthseedtemplearts.com on the front homepage if you just scroll down to the event section, and you can also sign up through the show notes here. So just click into the show notes and you should arrive at the link. I would love for you to join us in this community collaboration this weaving to understand the potency of this lion's gate and how you may work with it not just on this day but throughout the entire month of august because august is a peak of celebration it is the first harvest as we welcome in calendar lamas on the first and second of august And then solar Lamas is aligned on the 7th of August as the sun comes to 15 degrees Leo. And then we have lunar Lamas on the 11th of August with the Aquarius supermoon. So the season of Lamas, it is the summer cross-quarter festival that happens in between summer solstice, lithia, and fall equinox and this is a time of really welcoming in the celebration of the green mother the festival of the first fruits it is a festival of gathering in summers at its at its peak and so this is a time where in ancient times, we could say that there was a lot of traveling happening, a lot of movement, and a lot of um, movement, particularly by horse. And so this is a time where in Celtic mythology, Rhiannon is honored as the horse goddess of the underworld, of the otherworld. And Rhiannon has such a special connection to the fairy folk as well, to the fae and the little people. And we can see this correlation of this time of year between this world and the other world is beginning to deepen once more as we're getting closer and closer to more of that descent energy that comes in through the gate of Samhain. Like we celebrate with Beltana and summer solstice, Lamas also has a very auspicious time for a consummation of union and for hand fastings. And again, this can be a very potent time for you to honor your own personal connection with your divine feminine and your divine masculine. And how is it that you want to become your own beloved? How can you honor yourself first and foremost? Because the truth is we can't show up for any other relationship if we're not already healthfully relating to ourselves. And so with this season of Lamas and the Lion's Gate and the Aquarius super full moon, may you receive these words as an invitation to become deeper in alignment with your own self. Traditionally, during Lamas, fires were lit on mounds such as Silbury Hill in Avebury, and I was so blessed to bookend our pilgrimage that my daughter and I took in England and Wales. We began and we ended at Avebury and at Silbury Hill, and it was such an honor. It was like just a couple of days before that Capricorn full moon where I got to give some offerings to Silbury Hill. And so to be speaking about this now, it's just taking me right back to that time. And our last night we spent camping at Silbury Hill. And then my daughter and I, we woke up at four in the morning and she's just such, like, she's so resilient and strong. I'm just amazed, like, many adults would have complained but she just like sat right up and we took our camper van to a site at Avebury where we did a whole walking pilgrimage of all the stones and gave offerings to them and just watched the sunrise and it was such a beautiful way to culminate our adventures together from Egypt to England to Wales and then back to England before we had to drop drop off the camper van that we had driven around for nearly 14 days. And it was quite hilarious because we were seated at this particular stone that I love so much at Avebury. And I believe I could say my daughter loves as well. She's fallen in love with this particular stone as well. And at the beginning of our journey, we actually had a picnic lunch there. And at the end of our journey, after we did our walking procession of all of the stones and giving them offerings and just giving our gratitude for their ancient wisdom that they carry and their special starry alignments and Avebury is just such an incredible incredible place. My daughter was really hungry and I was like, well, let's, let's go get some breakfast and bring it back to the stones and let's sit here and have our last meal here. And so we did that. If you've, if you've traveled in this area, you know that, you know, from time to time, there are different animals pasturing and there were some cows and this one cow uh, came right up to us, and um, we were we were having our breakfast, and the cow was literally like right in my face, and very sweet, very very sweet cow. But I, you know, I've I've been around my fair share of sheep and cows and goats. Um, but you just, you never know exactly what they're going to do. And, um, I was like giving thanks that the cow was so close, but then also asking, you know, maybe I could have a little space and the cow could move on. And then the cow started eating my hair (laughs) and literally like took a bite out of my hair, (laughs) which was really funny. But it was such a beautiful way to end our time together, and I'll just never forget that sweet, sweet cow. I wish I had captured a photo of that moment, but I did get a photo of our breakfast spread, and it was such a delicious breakfast spread. Um, we had some fresh baked bread that we had picked up in, in Wales, fresh, cheese. <laughs> I'm gluten-free and dairy-free normally at home, but when when on the road, you know, I bend my diet and um, gosh, when you're in that part of the world, the bread and the dairy is just so amazing and so filled with such prana and vitality. And we had, um, I think there there were some veggies that we had I think there was like asparagus and (laughs) um, definitely some olives and some red Egyptian grapes. We were just so enamored that when we first landed at Heathrow, there was this little market that we bought some food from for our dinner that night. And we'd pick some grapes out. And then when we were looking closely at the packaging, when we were on the tube um, on our way to our Airbnb that night, we saw the grapes were from Egypt. And it was so perfect because we'd literally just flown from Egypt and we were feeling very, very sad about, about leaving the beautiful land of Kemet. And then as it turned out, there were a number of opportunities to buy red Egyptian grapes throughout our journey in England and Wales, and that really warmed our hearts. So we enjoyed that. And this this all is so related to the season of Lamas because it is a time of honoring the green mother, barley mother, corn mother, Danu, Demeter, Ceres the solar goddess, the wise one, we could say Isis herself, because Isis is also so connected to being goddess of the grain. She who is seed, she who is womb, she who is soil, she who is the great provider, the great provider of life, the regenerative power of all that is. And we are renewed by the cycle of life, death, life again, and again, and again. And so this season of Lamas offers a doorway to the inner realms. And there's that opening happening once more as in this Northern Hemisphere, we're beginning to go a little bit deeper into the underworld. Whereas in the Southern Hemisphere, you all are beginning to ascend once more welcoming that beautiful season of in bulk, where the the first stirring is really happening, that first stirring of creativity. And so as above, so below, as below, so above, the dance continues on and on. And for Lamas, it is a powerful time to begin to gather the seeds which can be saved and planted for the next spring, a time to relish in the sunshine, a time to assimilate and gather in our own harvest the fruits of this active phase we have made manifest in the outer world so that we can really look at what we've created and give gratitude for that which has Been harvested both physically and metaphorically. And this brings us to the Aquarius Lamas Super Moon, the full moon in Aquarius. This is the corn full moon. It is an opportunity to really, again, celebrate all that is coming to harvest, to like metaphorically, you know, take out your sacred blanket and scatter your fruits of the harvest and really admire what you've created. And so this is a powerful full moon to take a moment to give thanks for that which you've created. And it will be exact on the 11th of August at 9:36 pm, Eastern Daylight time. So please calculate that time for your own zone that you reside in. Now this Aquarius new moon is at 19 degrees, 21 arc minutes, and it is conjunct Saturn retrograde at 22 degrees, five arc minutes. And one of the things I didn't mention with the Leo new moon is that that Leo new moon did have um, some opposition energy to Saturn retrograde. And this full moon has a strong Saturnian energy, frequency to it. And so it is a potent time to look at where you are feeling the limitations in your life and how you want to supersede those, how you want to evolve and grow those. Saturn is retrograde. So there's a time to really reflect on our journey with Saturn and Aquarius. We know last year we were really feeling the tightness between the square of Saturn in Aquarius and Uranus and Taurus. And although the square is not exact, the energy is still still activated between that Uranus-Saturn square. We're still dealing with all of the tension and the division that... Has been created as we've entered this Aquarian age because people have different ideas about what Aquarian looks like, right? And what it means to care about humanity. We can have very different value judgments on how we show up for humanity. And unfortunately, a lot of people have become stubborn in their perspectives and are really only available for one consideration, one way, and and that has created a deeper divide in the collective consciousness. And so with this Aquarius full moon, I do think that, that that divide frequency is going to be up for review, up to be illuminated, and you might see where that is interfering in your personal life with your own personal relationships and how you're feeling about it collectively as well. Now, I will say this moon is, it it has some intensity to it. The moon is squaring Mars and Uranus and the North Node, And therefore, the sun is also squaring Mars and Uranus and the north node. So there is a T-square energy happening here. It's actually like a grand cross, really, because we have the south node in that square as well. I'm just looking at the chart and I'm like, actually, that's a grand cross. Mm -hmm. So a grand cross is where it's like you've got four different beings at a four-way stop sign and everyone wants to go but no one's going and someone needs to take action and the action is going to have ramifications for everyone and there there's something that needs to be experienced, figured out for each one of us with this full moon personally and and our relationships, and in the collective world at large. So something comes up for review. Now I think it's important to note that the North Node and Uranus are still conjunct at this time, and they are also um, widely conjunct Mars. Mars will have already passed over the, the points of the North Node and Uranus, so that will alleviate some of the pressure. However, this whole month of August has that wormhole frequency and we want to remember that. We want to remember even when we're feeling the most pressurized, we want to remember what where we're headed. Where we're going the distance. Keep your eye on the prize. You know, don't get pulled into the drama trauma timelines don't get distracted by the distortions truth be told the distortions the drama the trauma I think a lot of that will continue to kind of make noise make static in the background and then it's up for each one of us to choose are we going to tune into that static are we going to ch- tune into that noise Or are we going to tune into a higher frequency and hold the higher frequency and become more stable, more strong in that frequency, allow that to reverberate and allow that frequency to actually take hold? So there's a choice with this full moon, how we approach it. And the moon also trines Pallas Athene, and she's in Gemini, and so she's here to really Halas is here to really bring in the high mind through creative insights and this ability to see both sides of the story, to see the dance of duality and to hold the sides and to get really creative with the next steps forward. On the day of this full moon, earlier in the day, Venus will have just entered the sign of Leo. And both at this point, the sun and Ceres and Venus are all in Leo. And so that energy is very supportive as well with how do we hold our radiance, our vitality, how do we hold our creativity through the tight, narrow spaces and places. As this full moon culminates, Black Moon Lilith will still be conjunct Sirius. And so we are still receiving those codes from Sirius in a very important, significant way through Sobtat, through the great mother Isis. And 20 degrees Aquarius as we round up for this full moon. The Sabian symbol is a large white dove bearing a message. This is the answer of spiritual agencies to thorough sustain and victorious individual efforts. The truth is there is a gift of a deep spiritual blessing from the soul realm that is coming forth. Perhaps one could even say a secret prophecy of what is yet to come may be seen by the spiritually sensitive mind and heart. Every authentic spiritual step you take is the result of a victory over the forces of adversity. Again, this is a call to remember that those distortion timelines, the forces of adversity, it's like they can't stop won't stop, you know? They're they're going to be marching to the beat of their own drum and you march to the beat of your own drum, right? Like don't let their cheerleading squad stop your cheerleading squad from being the best cheerleading squad there could be. <laughs> And the star sparks for this is a fine silk thread strung across a chasm. This speaks to the vital force of inner life that sustains, that renews, the gift to transmit, to bridge, to make multiple worlds at one with each other, and to stay into the moment of sacred and holy. May you know that as you pray, Your High Holy Spirit guides, your ancestors are there to support you with messages of clarity. And as you share your personal truth, you're providing messages of peace, hope, and love. And with that, we are coming to the close of this episode. I am so grateful to be back with you all, and I hope that This has been a nourishing journey for you. This time around, instead of a guided meditation, so to speak, I'm going to offer some ways to work with your timeless self and deep manifestation to proactively utilize the prosperity portal of this Leo Raj season and this Lion's Gate entry. Until we meet again blessed be, giving such gratitude to all of our ancestors for supporting us on these journeys, on this earth walk. And may there be peace to the east. May there be peace to the south. May there be peace to the west. May there be peace to the north. May there be peace deep within the heart of Mother Earth. And may that peace circulate through all of the cosmos, through all of time and space, and weave right back into the center of your heart. And so it is, and so it is, and so it is. Ashe. In honor of the Leo new moon and the entry into the Lion's Gate portal The mercurial magic of the month of August. The season of Lamas and Imbolc. The weaving of magic, the connection to Sirius, to Saptat, to Sothis, to the great goddess Isis. The great creatrix, the weaver of magic, the weaver of time and space that divine feminine frequency that holds you, that holds all of us here on earth. And with this, I invite you to call forth your high holy self, your multi-dimensional self, your God, goddess self, your timeless self, your all knowing self, the part of you that lives beyond time and space, that is connected to all that is, that is in a constant stream of prosperity. This long life, honey, stream from the otherworldly dimensions, you call forth your timeless self, your multidimensional self for this manifestation ritual I invite you to work with this technique for high magic weaving as above so below as below so above as within so without. And first you will come and have a seat and you will feel your high holy self, your source self, your timeless self fully present from the base of the spine to the crown of your head. And you will breathe this in long and deep. And you will work with your own meditation, whether it is a long, deep breathing meditation, a quiet meditation, or some form of chanting, You will work with this meditation of your choice to calm your mind, your body, your spirit, your emotions, perhaps for three minutes, perhaps for 11 minutes. And then once that is complete, you will begin to acknowledge your blessings with gratitude, giving gratitude for that which is abundant and working quite well in your life in this time. From this space, you're going to begin to conjure up that which you wish to create. You're going to imagine yourself living in the highest timeline possible and what that looks like for you. Who is around you? Where do you live? What is your environment like? What is your dwelling like? What is your day to day rhythm like? How do you feel? How do you look? How do you dress? How do the people around you dress? What do you eat? What do you drink? What is the weather like where you are residing? What sort of activities fill your day? These are ways where you can really conjure up yourself within this highest timeline possible. And then you're going to hold this vision deep in your third eye. From here... You can draw a line on the ground in front of you, either metaphorically, symbolically, or physically if you're outdoors or in a space where that feels possible. And again, you're going to enter deep within the chamber of your imagination in this sensory experience. Perhaps you will even write part of it down. You're going to hold the vision in your third eye for that which you are calling in. And then when you are ready, you will step over the line into the new reality, giving thanks as you unlock the gates by the way you live your life. And from this moment forward, you continue to hold this high holy vision. giving the gratitude for the chamber of your imagination, giving gratitude for all of the support, feeling the support of your high source consciousness self. And now your work is each day to welcome in the gratitude and to hold this vision, to draw this imagery Deeper and deeper into your daily reality. Blessed be. I'd like to share this prayer with you to close our circle. Prayer for stability. I stand today and for all times as a wise and loving adult in this world. I trust myself and I trust in the goodness in all hearts. I hold love and stability in this world and fashion my life accordingly. I honor and respect those who may be fearful and recognize that many are still young. I will live with my eyes, ears, and heart open. I will build the life I came to build. And so it is. Dive in with me at earthseedtemplearts.com and you can follow me on Instagram at earthseedtemplearts. Thank you so much for sharing Sacred Space. My prayer is that we as individuals awaken to the reality that each one of us is a hologram for the collective. By being fierce in our authentic truth, we have the opportunity to elevate life on this exquisite planet Earth